And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley. Look out. It's a very special Monday after a three-day weekend for us, Gary. I don't even know. I don't even know where to begin. Uh, I I know. We'll just throw out everything that, uh, well, not everything that we got, just most of the things. (laughs) Latest on Twitter coming up. The media is silent on it. Mm. Cinema leaves the Democratic Party, but in name only. Mm -hmm. Uh, U.S. to announce fusion breakthrough. Mm -hmm. Now, if they could ever get to that, I mean, and I don't know exactly what the breakthrough is. This came out really, I saw this early last night. Right. So it's not going to be like a, a, a mix of like jazz and country music. Actual no. fusion. No. Okay. Yes. Nucle- right. nu- nuclear fusion yeah. where right. you actually get more energy than what you put in. Yes. Uh, right. and, and so that will and, – and, and you really don't have much waste at all from there, mm-hmm. which, again, would be if you had it, we would have no power problems anymore. Right. Yeah. If it, Well, again, maybe not in my backyard would stop Well, I was going to say, <laughs> if we can get over the initial hurdles right. – then, right. in terms of the source of power, there would not be a shortage, and a freeze apocalypse would be just another snow day. Finally, somebody is held accountable. Loudoun County School Superintendent fired after the grand jury report mm. that we brought to you late last uh, mm. week. GOP prepared to issue criminal referrals in the Hunter Biden case. Mm. Headline, Hunter Biden lawyers considering defamation lawsuits from those people that have defamed Hunter Biden. And as I wrote on Twitter yesterday, can you sue a laptop? Right? Cause well, I mean, it, that's I what, guess it depends on what they're, if there's, if they have picked, cherry picked a couple of cases where people came out and said he's guilty of that or guilty of that. And it, it isn't something directly shown by the laptop. But yeah, 99% of what, what the conversation is about is coming from the laptop. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's not coming from anywhere else. So we'll get to uh, that. Uh, oh, the other one, Democrat groups planning to trash probe of Biden family investigation. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You're doing such a great job on Twitter. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, no, you're ignoring what's going on with, with, uh, with, with Twitter. Mm-hmm. I suggest that to the mainstream media, if you are ignoring what's going on, 
uh, with the Twitter story right now, then you need to leave the Hunter Biden story alone. Yeah. yeah. Your yeah. best just to be silent and pretend, pretend it, it doesn't, doesn't exist. exist. That's that's it. Just because once you engage, you're going to be fact checked repeatedly. All right. Nonstop. Going to start off the show. I've changed my opinion on something. I think I was wrong. Okay. I, I'm okay with now the way that uh, Elon Musk is releasing the information through a lot of reporters that are, because not just one now, it was Matt Taibbi first, mm-hmm. and then you had Barry Weiss, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, who was it the other day? Oh, hold on a second. I, I've got uh, Mike, Michael yeah. Schellenberger. Yeah, Schellenberger. And... Uh, I'm I'm okay with the I'm okay with the way they're doing it. After after I saw Barry Weiss doing it, because what you're doing is you're getting people that are considered independent uh, reporters, and the thing is, the majority of them not not conservative, not right. well known in in the conservative media at all, right? But have just looked at probably sort of like Jonathan Turley types who are more who are more Democrat, but look at this whole thing and just say, yeah. but we yeah. believe we believe in freedom of speech. Well, and I you can you can get it in in how they phrase stories outside of the quotes that they bring in the Twitter you know from the files themselves. You can see how they have along the way built in benefit of the doubt. I think one of the points that was made along the way was that the Trump administration uh had reached out about something but there was no proof that they had and the way it was phrased they may have done that but we didn't find any in the files basically saying it may have happened but you know and we were told it happened it but it it it's not here in the files now that's the way you'd go through evidence let this be a lesson to people like James Comey if you're going to be the director of the FBI is that you know, that's the one thing I guess I appreciate in the way that it's being presented. And that, all right, here's what we have. Here's what they show. Here's what is very clear. And and I realized that you just couldn't have Musk release the information. Somebody had to look at the look at all of it and actually write a story or write a thread on it. And Musk isn't a reporter. Right, all these right. people are reporters. And and doing it. if you look at you know uh, uh, Schellenberger has really come to the forefront on climate change. Mm-hmm. Even though I believe he's one of them, like Elon, uh, not Elon Musk. Uh, uh, oh, I can't think of his name. The other guy, uh, uh, Bjorn Lomberg. Mm. That uh, that you know he believes. Yeah, there's a possibility global warming is happening, but they're doing all the wrong things in order to uh, in in order to uh, solve it. You look at Barry Weiss. You look at uh, Matt Taibbi and whatever. I mean, these aren't these aren't people that work for Fox or work for Newsmax or work for National Review or the right. Wall Street Journal editorial page. Right. Even though they've written there, mm-hmm. they've, they've right. you know, they've found themselves in op-ed pieces, uh, I believe, especially in the Wall Street uh, uh, Journal. And you see now, as there's been, you know, really the three now coming out, three different reporters uh, and, and uh, you know, uh, you know, articul- disseminating uh, what's coming out of the Twitter story. You don't see you did for Taibbi initially, mm-hmm. but you haven't heard really much criticism at all since the other reporters have come out. And and it appears, and I don't know this is the case, but it appears that Elon Musk has taken the approach of finding people who are capable of analyzing this data, disseminating this data. 
uh, as you point out, and I pointed out, uh, you know, when the first batch came out, uh, look, he's not, not only does he not have the time, but he just doesn't have the experience to take all that data and show. But but he knew also what the response would be if he were the, the one to, to put it out. But in that, you know, the, the approach is, all right, uh, you find people who can do that. They put it out there. And, and, you know, as you go through this information, the leftist media is, no, they're not covering this, and they're not covering it for a reason. The reason that, you, that they stay away is because they know they're going to be fact-checked relentlessly, that if you dive into this, it's not going to go good. It's not going to go well at all. Because there's no way to take these internal messages and interpret them in any other way. There just isn't. No, there isn't. And, well, well, I mean, obviously now, I mean, you're, you're going to see it detailed out by the, the media because now it's come out, well, wait a minute, you told us. And, and you think about it, uh, 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 Dorsey, hmm. you know, they're looking at it. And I haven't, the only thing is I haven't seen the specific timeline yet. They're saying in 2018 where he said, we're not shadow banning, we're not throttling, we're not doing any of those yeah. things. Mm-hmm. They, you know, and they, we're certainly not do it, doing it based on political views. Right. We yeah. now know that's, that is false. Right. They were doing it. Yes. Now, he testified in 2018. I'm assuming if they were doing it in 2016, they were doing it in 2018. Yeah. And, and so when you, when you saw that, the first thing that came out was that's perjury. Mm. Unless he comes out and says, well, I didn't know. We well, yeah. should have said you didn't know. Right. You said it wasn't happening as the CEO. Now you're saying, oh, I didn't know. You stated something as fact when right. you didn't know it. It, it. Either way, that's an untruth. And and but the the entire thing of remember, uh, there's no shadow banning going on. Mm-hmm. There's no throttling going on. Mm-hmm. This is all ridiculous. It's right. a conspiracy theory that conservatives have come up with. We now know that isn't true. And nobody, as of yet, is debating the substance of what Elon Musk, through the reporters, have disseminated. You haven't seen anybody come out and say, well, that's wrong. I didn't write that email, or that's a forgery, or that, which is why everybody is staying away from it. Yeah. Uh, Well, not everybody. The conservative media is on Mm. it, but... You've got, I'll, I'll get through the, uh, I think it was Joe Concha in the Hill.com was writing about who wasn't, you know, actually carrying the story at all. And this is Friday going into Saturday mm. that all the networks stayed away from it completely. I mean, they're just, yeah, right. they don't want to touch this uh, at, at all because why? They were part of carrying the water for the Democrats on the Hunter Biden laptop story to begin with. Yep. Oh, did you see that? Um, Romney came out and said he doesn't think the Republicans should go after Hunter Biden. They should just stop it completely. Yeah, and yeah. Then they, no then, shocker. Then, then, yeah. then, then they find out, as reading the story, they found out that his top aide served on the Burisma mm-hmm. board with Hunter Biden. Oh, it's like, oh ouch. my gosh, <laughs> hate when that happens. It's it's just like you can't. They can't win on, and and I in, include him as, uh, you know, as they. <laughs> yeah, they can't win on anything. Uh, on on the Hunter Biden laptop story, no, because it goes into influence peddling, and that's why when I saw with it, you know, if it was about Hunter, if it was simply about going after Hunter Biden, I'd agree. Republicans stay away from it. It's not about Hunter Biden, right? No, it's not. It's about influence peddling, 
and it's about influence peddling, uh, questioning the way the president is reacting to mm-hmm. things that are happening mm-hmm. in China, mm-hmm. whether his family being enriched by the Chinese company, energy company, with extremely close ties to the Chinese Communist Party. They run it. Mm. That is that why he's reacting today, which is why influence peddling is so bad. Because the opposition, even if you're not doing it because of it, if you look like you're being too friendly to the opposition, well, they've enriched you. So you can't win that. That's the problem that that Biden has right now with it. Yeah. And so you can't win on influence peddling. You can't win that one. And the media is staying away from the Twitter story because they can't win it. No, they can't. They can't. Once you jump in, you can't disengage. You know, and that's the problem with them. You can't just do one story uh, and then believe you can move on from it. Uh, Digby over at Salon. (laughs) thought she was just going to go oh this is just about sex the gop is just interested in sex that was so lame i know really the more we get from the uh the the files the twitter files and the more we learn and 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 digest all of this the lamer that is is lamer a word the lamer that just comes off more and more every single day i i think back to that and it's like did you really Bill Clinton, that whole thing. This is only about sex. And that's exactly what she did. But this is what happens. Look, there's no way to turn around, and and this is it. This data belongs to Elon Musk. There's no way to turn that around. There's no way for the liberal media to get in and interpret what has been released so far as anything else and who knows what we'll learn going forward but it's clear the left and we've been saying this for a while believes that they were controlling the conversation forever through big tech tech companies like those who were running twitter at the time facebook man i want to see the facebook files uh and and google and and the flow of information and also the blocking of the access. We'll decide what uh, what your message is going to, where your message is going to go. We'll decide that. And it went, of course, we learned and, and, and we're learning. Seems like we're learning more and more each day that this went far outside their policy. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing, too. You know, they, they, found, yeah. they found one. Exactly. Was it, it was Schellenberger that pointed out they were they were able to find one. One so far, one employee that basically said, you know, this doesn't look right. And I'm paraphrasing clearly, but this doesn't look right. This sounds like basically a CEO who's uh, got an agenda. And that's exactly what it reeks of. And, you know, that's why everything, all the answers from from Jack did not add up in the past. You know, I, I'm starting to think, you know, the... the um, the, the 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 behavior of him both when he was testifying and also in interviews when he was on Rogan I thought it was kind of weird it wasn't just that he may have been spaced out on something but that he was just doing everything he could to stay to look neutral or stay under the fray and not get out there and and debate it 
uh, his chief of content, who was sitting right next to him during the Rogan interview, you could tell the further they got into that interview, this was a definitely her agenda, and this was a mission for her, and she was going to serve that mission every second of every day. And now we know that's true. This is not a right-wing conspiracy, as many of the liberals over the weekend still trying to, oh, Elon Musk wants to be, was it David Hogue? Elon Musk wants to be right-wing. He can do that. I mean, he owns Twitter. But what's going on, Elon? Is that what this is? As he said over the weekend, over the three-day weekend, I'm not sure exactly what day it was, mm. uh, he voted for Hillary, mm-hmm. Obama, mm-hmm. and Biden. Right. Which is what we have said in recent months. Don't categorize him as a conservative. But certainly he believes that this information should come out. He believes that people should have equal say, at least on the on uh, the platform that he provides now, owning Twitter. I don't know, but I can't tell you if he's a conservative. I see him going after liberals. That doesn't always mean you're a conservative. By the way, I don't need him to be a conservative. Did you see what's Michael Vinman member from the impeachment? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Did you see the, his tweet where he yeah. accused him of being Goebbels? Oh my Goebbels. gosh. That that and uh, there were like there's somebody did a screenshot and put them all together. Vin, all of Vinman's comments recently, and this guy is just lost it. He's nuts. He's just yeah, over the top nuts. crazy. Eight six six ninety red eye. Electrical systems are one of the most common causes of winter breakdowns. So when your batteries talk, it's important you listen. Know the warning signs that could indicate your electrical system needs attention to help avoid getting stuck out in the cold this winter. Keep an eye out for lights that are dim, as this is an early warning sign that your alternator is degrading and near the end of its life cycle. Lights that are brighter than normal, on the other hand, can indicate your alternator is overcharging. You should immediately get a full electrical system check if you notice either of these warning signs. This report is a service of Shell Rotella. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red Eye. You know, when uh, it was released on Friday night, the the uh, the Barry uh, uh, Weiss thread uh, goes into, uh, you know, the uh, the shadow banning and uh, the actual, uh, as written here in the document, dump uh, allocated to Weiss, there are actual receipts regarding the shadow banning and suppression of Twitter accounts carried out by top executives at Twitter. These blacklists, according to internal emails, cons- included a trends back uh, uh, blacklist, excuse me, which made sure tweets would not trend, a search blacklist, which made it almost impossible to find certain accounts or tweet, and a do not amplify setting, which suppressed tweets uh, from getting the kind of interaction they normally would receive or uh, uh, if uh, left alone. One of those was... Uh, Jay Betachera, who was a Stanford University uh, professor who, again, dissented from the official COVID narrative. Mm. Uh, remember, they had the uh, the Great Barrington Declaration that they put together and talking about the problem with, with children and locking down children. Mm-hmm. And he was right. Yeah. He was worried about the harm that COVID lockdowns uh, 
could have on children. He was one of them. In fact, he was invited to Twitter over the weekend mm. by Elon Musk just mm. to see what was going on mm-hmm. so he could see it. You're not talking about anybody. This guy's not a radical right. in any way. Right. It just it didn't fit the official narrative of the U.S. government, and so it had to be shadow banned. It had to be throttled back. Right. That's, you know, that's the whole thing is that that part of it wasn't political, as we said. No. The response to COVID coming from major, major scientific minds, and it wasn't political, yet the left could not allow it to be out there. Join the conversation. 1-866-90-RED-EYE. Red Eye Radio. And he is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. 866-90-RED-EYE. Well, now that just put me in a completely different mood than what I was in. <laughs> I was, okay, great. I was almost in attack mode, and all of a sudden it's like, uh, well, I'll just throw this in. We're all doomed. <laughs> How's that? Exactly what I want to hear after a nice... <laughs> Christmas song. No, uh, no, have a Merry Christmas, but right after that, it's all going over a cliff. You know, as we were uh, talking about what happened with uh, Twitter over the uh, the, the weekend mm-hmm. and reading uh, uh, Joe Concha's column in the uh, thehill.com, and there's a couple others that I'm reading that are saying the same thing. I don't know who wrote this in. Uh, let me see. This was um, uh, Roger Kimball in American Greatness. Where's the, you know, where's the outrage and the lack of media coverage? Uh, on it, uh, Miranda D- Devine, the same thing in the New York Post, just pounding on the uh, the, uh, the the media. Whatever happened to all the news that's fit to print and democracy dies in the darkness. The respective mottos of the two most influential papers in the country, the New York Times and the Washington Post. Every morning, these August organs set the narrative for newsrooms across the country. And yet time and time again, we see them ignore stories that just don't sh- suit their agenda as propaganda purveyors for the Democratic Party and the security state. Joe Concha here. Uh, On the day of and one day after the Twitter dump to Barry Weiss this week, which was huge because the dump to Weiss that came out Friday was really the thing that showed with the evidence Mm -hmm. that everything that everybody on the left was saying, that there was no shadow banning going on, no throttling going on, Mm -hmm. the other whatever... uh, whatever other um, uh, trends blacklist uh, and and things like that, it was going on. It was exactly what, remember, it's a conspiracy theory from the right. It was not a conspiracy theory from the right. But we all knew it. We all knew that re- that Republicans and conservatives were, were, being, uh, were being limited in many ways mm-hmm. on Twitter. We knew right. that. And yeah. we knew that. Why? The New York Post story. If you didn't know it, the New York Post story. Gave you the absolute clarity on that one. Mm-hmm. Says uh, on the, the day of and one day after the Twitter dump to Weiss this week, for example, the Times, the Post, CBS, NBC, ABC, CNN, and MSNBC all avoided the story in their print and digital publications and 
on their airwaves regarding CBS, NBC, and ABC. This is particularly noteworthy because more than 20 million people watch their evening newscast uh, when combining all total viewers and therefore can help drive the public conversation. Call it the bias of omission, which is arguably worse than overt bias because the public is never told of information that may concern them or be of interest to them. Wow. And then he goes into the NBC News reporter that we (laughs) went after last week who said, imagine throwing it all away to do PR work for one of the richest men in the world. Humiliating S-word. Tweeted Ben Collins regarding Taibbi last week. (laughs) Uh, Again, nothing to see here per Collins. Mm -hmm. Blacklist, what's the big deal? Mm -hmm. So what if an enormous media uh, uh, platform... Uh, served at the pleasure of a political party in censoring and suppressing voices on the other side. Who cares if there are emails proving this? Oh. And then we, we go to the uh, the uh, the other story that was written by uh, Dingbat mm. of uh, Salon. That was a Digby? I think it's Digby, yeah. Digby, okay. Yeah. Uh, from uh, from Salon.com who said... Mm-hmm. The Hunter Biden story is all about sex. It's all about sex, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, to them, just like you know, you saw James Carville over the weekend. Yeah, that uh, yeah. the reason that okay, there are legit concerns, but uh, no re- Republicans. No, so many of them. It's simply because uh, Brittany Griner is lesbian and black. With the trade that happened, yeah, it's no, 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 it, no. it actually has nothing to do with Brittany Griner. No, nothing to do. And so we'll get to that coming up, but I just wanted to throw that one, throw that uh, uh, in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's when you think about it, one of the reasons is, look, you can't hide this story. You know, they're asking the questions at, you know, at, at the, the press briefings. The questions yeah. are being asked. Yeah, You're not going to be able to hide the story. And then you look even more foolish when you hide the story and the accusations are true you're afraid of the story. Why? Well, what's really interesting, <laughs> I, I love this one, is where uh, you had, I think it was MSNBC had an article that was written yesterday, mm. you know, still on the whole thing of Elon Musk and, well, it, it's not constitutional freedom of speech because it, it was only the, um, uh, it was the, it was only the Biden campaign. And the Biden campaign is in government and the DNC is in government. Yeah, but the FBI is. We threw yeah. that out, but conveniently he ignores that in his MSNBC column that came out yesterday that Musk is wrong on constitutional uh, uh, freedom of speech. Not if the FBI was involved. And what's interesting is you look at right now that that those that are saying that opinion, it's not a freedom of speech constitutional issue mm-hmm. because uh, uh, the, the DNC at that time, the DNC is not a, a government agency and the campaign is not, and then you have a complete blackout of the media on the story. Is there any pressure from the current government? Or are they doing this all on their own? No, I, it's, <laughs> uh, it's the question about the FBI is most important because this you're talking about a law enforcement agency. Yep, the top law enforcement agency in our country. Yep, that has jurisdiction anywhere in the country, and. That is, you know, if 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 you're going to try and make the case 
The question is, who at the FBI ordered any of or was involved in any of this? I want to know what Director Ray knows. Yeah. I want to know because, you know, one of the things that came out over the weekend, um, I I don't know. Look, I Elon Musk isn't here to answer the question. But basically implying that, you know, for the most part, you know, it wasn't the... Oh, here it is. With rare exceptions, this is a tweet on Friday from Elon Musk as uh, the as essentially part three. Uh, Matt Taibbi's uh, second batch that he released was coming out. And here's what Elon Musk uh, reported. And he was responding to Glenn Greenwald, who was obviously furious about the strong arm of the FBI. Um, But here's what Elon Musk wrote. With rare exception, the FBI seems to want to do the right thing. But there is no question that Twitter operated as a Democratic Party activist machine. I can't tell you that that is the case on that first part. That they wanted to do the right thing. I don't know. It would, you know, I'd need him here with us for five hours to answer that question alone. Alone, What makes you believe that the... FBI, tell me, because that tells me that that you have information that you haven't revealed yet, because this seems clear. And and here's the other question. Wants to do the right thing or wanted to do the right thing. What do you mean right thing? What what does that mean exactly? Because it is that is that does not seem to be the case at all. Somebody ordered this behavior or this mission, uh, case, uh, investigation, activity, whatever you want to classify it as, at the upper echelon of the FBI, and we know what they're capable of doing. And that's that's why everybody is is so suspect. You well, know? And, but when you when you look at this, this is very, very important. Mm. This is the this is one of the most important things. Not only did they censor but they censored the truth mm-hmm. over and over mm-hmm. and over again. Mm-hmm. Remember, we can't print this because, well, it's bogus to begin with, uh, because we can't verify it. Right. You, <laughs> Twitter has run source stories. How, how many stories did Twitter run on Russia collusion? That whole story, Russia collusion with Trump, was false. It was made up. I wish I had a penny for every one they they ran. Yeah. So you can't look and say there was any consistency there because they ran every one of those. I don't remember ever one story. There was never a report of one story that or or one. We would have heard it if that would have happened. There wasn't one story that Twitter says you can't print it. Right. Not one. Well, they were completely wrong. The laptop was real. Yep. Not only was the laptop real. But then you had Bobolinsky who came along as a witness who said, I will testify under oath that what's in the laptop is my emails. Mm-hmm. He was rejected and he could not be heard on any liberal media out there at all. I want to know. He was, he was, what he was saying 
was was banned. And then the 51 top experts that came out from the intelligence services, mm-hmm. they printed that or mm-hmm. they, they allowed that to be released on Twitter. That was completely false. Mm-hmm. So they allowed things that were completely false to be presented on Twitter, and the things that were absolutely true were the things, the the true information they called disinformation, and the disinformation they called truthful analysis. They were wrong across the board on everything. And so when you look at, you know, Batichera when he gets to uh, uh, children, mm-hmm. he was right. Mm-hmm. He was right. Mm-hmm. So he was right on COVID, too. And on the, the, the theory about <laughs> it, that's still out, the jury is still out as to where COVID came from. Mm-hmm. You have a Democratic Party and the people that support the Democrats that do not believe in freedom of speech. They don't believe in constitutional freedom of speech. They don't believe in corporate freedom of speech. They don't believe in debate. They don't believe in in vigorous discussion. It's simply, this is what we believe. Everything else must be censored. And in order to put the cherry on top of that, because we simply can't argue with these people, we'll just say everything that they write is disinformation or hate without explaining how it is. How did Twitter tweet or, or treat... Uh, BuzzFeed, when they published the dossier and even on their own website, said, we cannot confirm that this information is true. Were they banned for that? I believe we got that from Twitter, didn't we? I believe it was on social media. I don't remember them being banned. If I'm wrong, somebody can tell me. And when you look at the 51 experts, same thing. Well, this feels like Russian disinformation. What, what does that mean? That's so loose. I guess it's like, you know, that now wind chill is... Uh, yeah, right. Feel, feel, the, feels feels like, like, right. the feels like temperature. Yeah. All right. It, it's But this is exactly how they treated it, unless it was about Hunter Biden's laptop. Then shut it down. Unless it was about a number of things. And that's what you saw over the weekend. Uh, more and more as it comes out, as we learn more and more, it was like, Okay, now the agenda just basically ramped up. They were basically creating new policy on the fly. And the top decision makers there at 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 Twitter, uh, I think it was uh, Taibbi, basically said they were kind of like the Supreme Court of, of decision making there on content policy. They were the ones who made, who, again, would just call it on the fly. If we don't like it, it ain't going, it, it's not going to be posted. 86690 Red Eye. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Hardy, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red Eye. You think about some of the uh, 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 liberals out there. Um, uh, Brett Weinstein, I believe his name is. He's the one that was at Evergreen University. Remember when he had to leave there? Remember when he moved yeah. to Portland and had to get out of Portland? Yeah. 
Uh, he's I know he's been on Rogan's podcast a bunch of mm-hmm, times mm-hmm. with Jordan Peterson. But when you see the 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 number of of uh, of people out there who uh, are not conservative, you know, you look at the Jonathan Turleys, you look at um, oh Dershowitz, yeah, uh, you right. look at these these people that have been lifelong Democrats and liberals who are absolutely they look at freedom of speech and that's something that you know they as liberals. They used to, and I started thinking about this. Who was the, uh, the, 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 I remember when the whole flag burning issue was a big issue. It was Democrats that were saying freedom of speech, freedom of speech, freedom of speech, mm-hmm. freedom of speech. They were out there all the time. Nazis marching, freedom of speech, freedom of speech, freedom of speech. Democrats used to lead the charge 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. Now it's completely the opposite. They are into censoring everything and they hate freedom of speech. And so, a lot of old liberals look at this and say, what are you doing here? Right. This is fascism. Right. Top of the Hour News is brought to you by House Products. Visit HouseProducts.com. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Got a ton of other things uh, to uh, talk about. Uh, Senator Cinema has left the Democratic Party. And just initially to see the headline, I, think, I believe it was Saturday morning, was like, oh, okay, mm. uh, where's this going? And mm. it really didn't go anywhere. She's still going to caucus. She's not losing any of her committee assignments. Right. Uh, she, uh, I believe she's doing it strictly uh, in order to win in 2024 and claim that she's an independent. Uh, where she is not an independent, her liberal ratings, for example, uh, 80% score with liberal Americans for Democratic action, 100% for her voting record with the AFL-CYO, and uh, 100% uh, voting record uh, from the ACLU. So she's as far left as you can get. Mm. Uh, This, I believe, she's looking and saying, look, I'm a Democrat. The people that vote for me are suckers. They like the Maverick label, ah. and I'll be a Maverick, and the suckers in Arizona will vote for me because I'm an independent, even though I'm really a liberal. Now, uh-huh. that may be the bad thing for Arizona, mm. but the good thing would be if she's going to be an independent, it would be very hard for her to vote for the court packing and to get rid of the filibuster. Hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, I, the thing that that I just kind of focused on, or just for some reason got uh, focused on when it was announced, I thought, huh, there's one of the effects of Warnock winning, <clears throat> because with 51, Kirsten Cinema can't be the hero of Arizona. And no, wait just a second. Well, if they've got 51 then she doesn't have that kind of leverage. And I thought, okay, 
this is clearly a move to try and gain some leverage. I'm with you. I think it's about the next election, but I didn't I didn't think about that part of it. Because if you're if and and correct me if I'm wrong, your point is is that if she's an independent, you can't go over the top liberal and vote that way. She, as, as far as that, she those can, items are concerned, she can vote on all economic issues, right, uh, and still be liberal and labor issues, liberal, 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 and just claim I'm an independent. Uh-huh. You really can't say I've rejected the Democratic Party. And then go back on what you've said about the filibuster, and then wish to pack the court. Yeah, yeah, that would no. be tough. That would be yeah. tougher. Yeah. As, as so, there, there, you know, as for the the status quo, she's not going to change. She's a, you know, and somebody wrote about was it her about how liberal she was that she was considered far left liberal. Here, oh, here it is. Uh, let me see. This was uh, a partisan thumbs down uh, here. She seemed like a radical in t- 2002. Democrats changed more than she did. Uh, Kirsten Cinema didn't always seem like a moderate. She ran for the Arizona House in 2002 as a member of the Green Party, oh, wow. calling herself a proto-socialist. The next year, she spoke at an anti-war rally clad in a pink tutu. Now she has left the Democratic Party to become an independent, complaining that payback against the opposition party has replaced thoughtful legislation. Yet ideologically, she hasn't changed much. 538.com notes she has voted with President Biden 93% of the time. Where she departs from today's Democratic Party is over its intolerant domination by progressives in her 2009 book unite and conquer how to build coalitions that win and last she describes how as a state legislature she came to believe that reform will stick only if it's incremental and bipartisan she said progressives had caught the dread disease of identity politics and wrapped themselves in the mantle of victimhood see she even knew it back then Uh to the far left that makes her an enemy Last year, protesters harassed her in a public restroom and her fellow Democrats shrugged. Mr. Biden said, I don't think they're appropriate tactics, but it happens to everybody. It's part of the process. She's being vilified again. Daily headline on the leftist Daily Cost website called her an isolated weirdo. The Atlantic described her as ideologically unpredicted and erratic. She replies by recalling her promise to voters, I would not demonize people I disagree with engage in name-calling, or get distracted by uh, political uh, drama. Arizona politics will see a lot of political drama if she seeks re-election in 2024. Progressives have been threatening a primary challenge, pointing to a September AARP poll that showed uh, her approval rating at 37% among Democrats, 36% among Republicans, and 41% among independents. But in a three-way race against a left-wing Democrat and a MAGA Republican, those numbers aren't bad, especially in a state where a third of the voters are independent. Mm. So there you go. Mm. So yeah, I mean she's she's as liberal as she can get, but yeah. again, yeah, on on the actual issues, but where the Democrats have uh, have gone and look right here. I mean the the whole Twitter thing on freedom of speech. Think about this, and we we knew what direction it was going in. We knew what direction it was going in with McCain Feingold. Remember. 
McCain, the maverick, once advocated and sponsored a bill that would unconstitutionally deny people free speech. The maverick did. Right. And the people of Arizona were okay with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, are they now? You know, you see now with the whole Twitter thing and the censoring, and and uh, you know what we're talking, you know everything that we're talking about. Why are why are Democrats? When did Democrats lose the ability to understand the value of freedom of speech? I I think I know why, hmm. because they've been successful. Even the minority, look, you think about it. The the minor because I don't think the mi- majority of the people believe in the liberal transgender activist movement. I don't believe the majority of people, the polls show up, believe that uh, uh, in critical race theory, the part of critical race theory where whites are in basically culturally racist to the point where it's almost like being the DNA, and so society must be set up uh, that all whites are racist. I don't think America believes that, either of them. But you had a small faction of the Democratic Party, as we saw with all police are racist. Yeah. And they've had success with the Democrat, as we call it, blue uh, tsunami wave just rolling over people, threatening them, intimidating them. Remember the whole thing with the liberal transgender activist movement uh, with the uh, with the swimmer. Yeah, they were they right. were intimidating. You you think that the women's swimming team in the in the Ivy Leagues are conservative? There's no. liberals you can get. They they threatened the livelihood of liberals. And I find it interesting now that with all the censoring that's going on, that you can't hide the story. You can't hide the, the Elon Musk story. You can't. You can't hide it, but the Democrats are still trying, and the media is still trying. Who are they trying to hide it from? No, I, it, I honestly believe that if it's, you know, at this point, it's likely the approach is if we don't cover it, then we hope it goes away. It's the the idea that if you close your eyes, the monster disappears. Well, but they're also just like, in Obamacare, they lied to Democrats who vote for them. Mm. And now, r- by not reporting stories, they believe the people that read the New York Times, the people that pay for the New York Times, the people that pay for the Washington Post, the people that watch ABC, NBC, and CBS, they're too stupid to handle the truth. Yep. We'll, so tell, we'll tell you when it's important. Right. So they're actually hiding the truth from their own customers. Mm-hmm. They believe their customers don't want the truth. Right. Or they believe their customer is too stupid to handle the truth. One or the other. One or the other. Now, we don't believe you're stupid, but I do believe some people don't want to know the truth. Close the door, turn the TV off, draw the shades. No, I I believe that once somebody gets a narrative in their mind because of a meme 
whatever, meme or whatever, how, however it's presented to them. They get a little bit of information. It makes sense to them. They don't want to hear any more because they like the conclusion mm-hmm. that they've come to, and they don't want further research on it. They're happy with where they are, and they're happy with censorship. Understand, the Democratic Party couldn't go this far if there wasn't support from a significant portion of the people that vote Democrat in this country. Right. Look, I, I, if if it's... If they believe it's winning for their side, then you just keep doing it. It doesn't matter what it is. Whether it's the media, Democrats on Capitol Hill, whatever. (laughs) You know, after the election and we said this was going to happen, but Biden, yeah, we're not going to change anything. And and that's exactly how they'll continue to behave. And the media will continue to ignore this story. Because I think they look at it and say, all right, look, um, you know, like Venman in one of his tweets. Oh, my God. Get on any other social media. Twitter is dead. How many times have the liberals said Twitter is dead? And the following base, the uh, the user base is growing exponentially um but this is kind of what they believe ignore it and it will go away say what you will about conservatives leaving twitter to go to parlor or uh to go to trump's social media site but what was that about that was about how twitter was behaving and the very fact that twitter was trying to control the narrative and everybody knew it. Well, you like you look at this here, and if you want to be a liberal hack and say, well, Elon Musk is just trying to control the narrative. No, he's not. Quite the opposite. He's putting it out there. And there's no way you can disseminate anything else from what the from what we have learned so far on the Twitter files. Well, you know, when you look at it, you know, uh, uh, Taibbi, you know, not a conservative. No. Uh, you've got Elon Musk who had to come out over the weekend. You know, these people look, I voted for Obama. Mm-hmm. I voted for Hillary mm-hmm. and I voted for Biden. And he said a few weeks ago, I might vote Democrat right. in the future. And you look at, you know, Barry Weiss, who's out there. I mean, she's portrays herself, she quote, as a liberal, uncomfortable with the excesses of the left wing culture. And she considers herself a reasonable liberal concerned that far left uh, critiques stifle free speech. Yeah, right. So I mean, she, she's she's a liberal. Mm-hmm. Jonathan right. Turley is right. a liberal. Right. Alan Dershowitz is a liberal. Mm-hmm. These people that are coming out the strongest about what's happening right now, even about Twitter, they're not Republicans. No, that's the problem that they have. They're people, though. They're liberals that the traditional liberal that d- used to believe in free speech. And they are absolutely shocked where the Democratic Party has gone with what they view is a fascist mindset. Mm. This is actually part of the liberal circular firing squad. We, you know, the the whole Musk thing. He's not a conservative. Right. Nor does he need to be to recognize any of this. No. I don't need any of them to be a conservative. I, you know, I don't need whatever the late. As long as someone is intellectually honest, I can disagree with them. 
I can say, I think they're wrong. I don't need them to be a, con- a, a conservative. I just need, well, for me, I just believe that everybody should be intellectually honest. And if you're going to present that way, you know, we said it about when, when John Malone and Discovery was coming in to take over CNN. And John Malone said in an interview, well, I think that there should be, we should get back to reporting the news. All right, that's that's one thing, but people actually are going to, and you and I picked that apart and said, we understand what he's saying and, and where he's coming from. But I don't have a problem with MSNBC or CNN or any of them being liberals if they want to be opinion makers. Just say that's what you are and don't say silly things like Don Lemon said recently on Colbert. We're not liberals. <laughs> of course you are. Give me a break. 86690-RED-EYE. Hi, I'm Jen Loomis, a transport safety expert at J.J. Keller, and I'm here to share a tip on winter weather driving. As a driver, it's important to know the laws of the states you travel through. One example of this is in regard to tire chains. Not all states allow chains, but in some areas of the country, tire chains are required to be carried on commercial vehicles as early as September and as late as May. If you're going to be driving through a state that requires you to carry chains, make sure you're prepared with the proper size and number of chains needed for your vehicle, plus extra links. Regularly check the chains for broken hooks, worn or broken links, and bent or broken side chains. Know how to safely put chains on your vehicle's tires, and don't wait until the last minute to put them on. Pull over in a safe and level area, preferably a designated chain-up area. Wear reflective clothing to remain visible to other drivers. Make sure chains are snug but not tight, then check them regularly and retighten as needed. This tip was brought to you by J.J. Keller and Associates. Visit us at jjkeller.com. This report is brought to you by Pilot Flying J and by Shell Rotella. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's your Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690-RED-EYE. Now, I know the reason that, you know, the the mainstream media doesn't want to, you know, report on what's going on at Twitter because mm. they were all part of it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. they were also wrong. Mm. They were wrong yeah, on it. right. And so not not only were they involved in in covering for the Democratic administration, which was the Democratic campaign at that moment, covering for Biden, uh, and they were also wrong about it. The laptop was real. Yeah. The 51 intelligence agents were yeah. wrong. Right. They were wrong across the board. On COVID with children, they were wrong. On COVID with the lockdowns, they were wrong. On COVID as to the originations they were wrong it wasn't just one theory that had all the legitimacy no. at all no so wrong 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 and that's why they're quiet 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 right now yep you've invested so much they've invested so heavily into these all of these items um that's at play and i think 
probably a small percent of it, too, is the moment they remember what happened to John Stewart going on Colbert. Yeah. And talking about the lab leak theory. Oh, my gosh. I'm surprised they aired that after taping. <laughs> I know. But because and, yeah. and, and I think the liberal media, they look at it. I think the editors, because I, I was thinking about this, too. Um, uh, the way that they advertise and, and the former editor at the New York Times that was saying, look, anytime Trump's name comes up, subscription rates go through the roof and it's how they make money. And they make a ton of money doing a number of things like all publications do. But in today's world, you cross that line, all of a sudden people start canceling on you. And I, I think that's a small part of it. I think their agenda is very clear. But how dare you report the facts? We'll abandon you and go somewhere else. Yep. of reality every week gary mcnamara and eric harley on red eye radio i could use some christmas fantasy after the reality we've been dealing with (laughs) yeah (laughs) 86690 uh red eye well the uh the uh uh, trade uh britney uh griner for the uh merchant of death uh, didn't get a lot of support. No, the, it didn't. The, the only thing that you saw, I mentioned, you know, Car- Carvel over the weekend talking about, well, you know, there's a racist in the, Republic- the Republicans, the uh, homophobic racist who didn't like it, the fact that uh, Griner's black and lesbian. That's ridiculous. It wasn't about Griner. No. Um, this is about, this is being a horrible, horrible trade. Well, it's 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 about... Enabling, you know, because you think about the last one like this that a Democrat did, Bergdahl. Yeah, right. <laughs> he deserted his post. Right. And they traded him for four Taliban leaders, who I believe the majority are back now fighting right. uh, again. Mm-hmm. And then you have this one with Greiner, who, uh, you know, in the United States would be a, that would be she wouldn't get any jail time for it mm-hmm. in right. the United States. But you're in a different country. Said she did it by uh, mistake. Uh, was the uh, was the, uh, the 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 trial and sentence fair? Of course it wasn't. But that's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is the fact that one of the reasons I believe they did that was to use her. She was used as a hostage. Mm-hmm. And... You've just, because I, I believe, you know, what we, you know, Bergdahl was, uh, again, he's he's somebody who, uh, this wasn't a spy for a spy. No. He left his post, as we all know, and pleaded, Bergdahl pleaded guilty mm-hmm. uh, 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 to that. Mm-hmm. And as the other soldiers said, because he did that, put other soldiers' lives in danger. And that didn't all come out until, remember, all the, 
pomp and circumstance from Obama on that one and his parents and all that. Well, now you have, you've just encouraged every bad actor out there to grab an American, come up with any false charge, and then try to get another terrorist out of jail. Yeah. That's what you've done. No, Putin won. Yeah, absolutely. And so the question is, uh, what could, uh, whether it's Russia or any other nation or any other group, what you know? What wouldn't they try? I think it was was it Joe Reed on MSNBC who came or some somebody on MSNBC came out and said, "Well, he didn't kill anybody. It's just the weapons." That he sold were used to kill Americans. Okay. Oh, that's a nice justification yeah, that Americans right. will buy. Uh-huh. Thanks for that one. Right. Yeah. I mean, they were just, I mean, the stretching. The, you know, you think about all the issues out there. There's nothing they can win. And so they, they don't even hit that for too long. They just post, okay, that uh, Griner is free. Griner is free. Grin-. They don't want to get into the details and minutia of the actual trade and what that does and what it encourages bad actors all over the world to do, take Americans, mm-hmm. trump up charges, mm-hmm. get them for something minor, put them in jail. And yeah. this administration will give us one of our, you know, might, you know, uh, will will be much more willing than a Republican president to give us a really high-valued target or high-valued person, not target, high-valued person back to us right that's why it's bad yeah and and that's why you had the story that inside the department of justice they were all against it right in his administration well they were and, against and, it. and that was it is that you would think there was more euphoria in the breaking news when it was announced i don't know if you call that euphoria it was just the echo chamber of breaking news when it was announced. But I didn't sense real euphoria there. Because you look at the facts in this case, and again, this is not about Griner. This is about the fact that you don't you don't release someone who's known as the merchant of death. Because I think a more capable administration would have convinced the Russians that the sentence that Bre- uh, that that Griner got was not suitable. Put her on a plane, sent her home. She's done her time, and it's over. And we send you nothing. Actually, what would be done in in most cases like that in most countries? Uh, she might have been found guilty and then deported. Right. Right. Say, okay, she won't be able to, if they were to go back to Russia, which uh, I suspect they won't be going back to Russia. Um, but if if she's traveling, she will not be ever allowed back in that country. She's deported, whatever it is. Right. But a capable administration would have been able to get that deal done on its own without releasing someone as dangerous as an arms dealer. Yeah, you can't. It's not. It's not justifiable at all, and it's nothing to do with with Griner. It has to do with international politics, and it has to do with enabling bad actors now 
to go after other Americans mm-hmm. and do the same thing to get a high-valued person back to them because they believe that Biden will crumble. Right. Yep. That, especially if there's any imagery at all attached to it, which, look, when there's an American that's imprisoned, especially in a situation of, of like what we have in Russia right now, you're going to have a great deal of interest on that. All the more reason... Why wasn't there pressure to get that done without releasing without releasing an arms dealer? Well, it's because that this administration is not competent. They're just simply incompetent altogether. Yeah, so as I said, to bring up, we explained what you did, but to bring her up in any other sense is not the point. Right. There are other Americans, too, that are held on, on uh, you know, trumped-up charges mm-hmm. the U.S. believes in mm-hmm. Russia. Mm-hmm. It would be the same if it was one of them. Well, tell me what you're going to give up for for any of them. Because now the que- that's, that's the question, inevitably. And, yeah, it doesn't get the same media attention as, as Griner's situation. But... They can't answer that question. Now, there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a, the, it was a story for that day. And then it was really the criticism that came after. Yeah. And again, in the liberal media, you saw it, but nobody's buying it. Well, no, that's no, that. No, I guess no, that's that was no, my point earlier is that there was no real euphoria surrounding it because you can't win the argument. No. You can't win. You can't win the debate on that one. It was the wrong. It was the wrong trade to do. Yep. So there you go. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, you just shake your head over that one. But you think of all the different topics out there. There's not one topic right now that the left can win on. You know, because we know they can't win on Twitter because that's why they're ignoring the story. They're afraid of it. Mm. They're afraid of it because they were part of the enabling and they were part of the cover-up for the true story about the Hunter Biden laptop, which indicates influence peddling and enriching the Biden family to tens of millions of dollars. Oh, and I did like the, I got to find the, <laughs> the, the, the headline here because it's like, really? Hmm. Um, really now? Let me just find this here. Oh, Jesus, just. Uh, not the one. Not the one here. It's a House Republicans prepared to issue criminal referrals on the Hunter Biden probe. That'll be interesting to see when they finally get to uh, that. But it was the uh, oh, the story. Here it is. Washington Post reveals Democrat groups planning to trash probe a Biden family buck raking. <laughs> uh, page one story at the top left of the Sunday Washington Post was headline: Hunter Biden ally set to battle accusers. Really. Okay. Really? All right. And uh, how are you going to do that? Is that why they've been silent all this time? Right. (laughs) They're waiting to pounce. That's it. They're just waiting to pounce. Where have they been all along? Completely quiet. I mean, it took all this time for CBS News to come around. Here it is. uh, Political uh, uh, reporters in the Washington Post 
quote from mostly anonymous pile of Democrats debating how to respond to the highly visible Hunter Biden uh, uh, global uh, buck raking off of his father's name. And whether his father got the cut, Democrat groups feel the urgent need for a counter narrative. Urgent need for a counter. Well, okay. Except you haven't said anything yet. And I'm reading this is Tim Graham from uh, uh, MRC uh, from Newsbusters wrote this. Yeah. Democrat groups feel the urgent need for a counter narrative, which is mildly amusing since they've been all quiet as <laughs> church mice for two years until the Republicans retook the House. <laughs> exactly. Behind the scenes, Hunter Biden and his pal Kevin Morse, who they noted gave Hunter $1 million to pay some of his unpaid taxes, are meeting with partisans who are aiming to discredit discredit any Republican fact-finding mission. You may point and laugh that they're going to call it a partisan exercise, and somehow the last two years, the Pelosi pick panel on January 6th was never partisan, but some mm-hmm. anonymous warriors don't like making Hunter more prominent. Mm-hmm. Well, you can talk about Hunter all you want. I believe the Republicans will be talking about Joe. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, yeah, that's, go down that road yeah. and cover the Hunter part. <laughs> well, that's so lame. But we're getting ready. We're getting ready. Uh, we're going to hear that. The conversation's been going on since yeah. before the election. Are, are we going to hear that uh, uh, about uh, Twitter a year from now? Mm. We're getting ready to yeah. hit the narrative. We're getting ready. We're going to fight back. We've been quiet for two years, two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Uh, this just in, CBS News has just reported that Elon Musk has purchased Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I just love it. Uh, I, it's, it's just so lame. Urgent need for... By, by the way, you know, the fact that the message got out, that's, that is the lamest of all. You know, that it's getting out that they're preparing to fight back. If you're going to put up a defense for Hunter or whoever or the president, wouldn't you just go to it? Wouldn't you just start well, doing that? Well, like uh, Dingbat did for uh, Salon.com. <laughs> yeah, or Digby, exactly. Dingby, Digby. <laughs> Ding. when, when, she, when she wrote, you know, Trump, Trump made, <laughs> Trump made, you know, uh, Trump, through his name, has made money for his family. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. that's exactly the same. As if the Trump construction business and development business and making money off the Trump brand is the exact... This is how bad it is. No, it is. is. That, yeah. you, uh, I would suggest you don't follow that counter-narrative that yeah. that Dingby had from Salon.com, that, uh, that Trump making money off... His name uh-huh. in the private sector is the same as Hunter Biden right. getting tens of millions of dollars to enrich his family when he's in no business whatsoever. There's nothing that he could sell them. Yeah. They're paying him money for what? It's access. Influence yep. to his father. Yep. Access to his father. Yep. That's the exact same thing. Yeah. Sure it is. Mm-hmm. Great call there, dingbat. <laughs> 866-90-RED-EYE. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at 866-90-RED-EYE.
In Trent Eye Radio, he is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Coming up following the top of the hour, this story came out uh, late yesterday afternoon, early evening. The U.S. to announce fusion energy breakthrough. Okay. All right. I'm trying to think. What was that movie? Oh, gosh. The movie that came out where they discovered the energy source in Russia that would... uh, the yeah. Saint, right? The Saint, mm-hmm. yes, The Saint. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Saint, and they had they had Val just, Kilmer. Yeah, mm-hmm. they discovered the uh, fun movie. Yeah, something, fun movie. Something with it was the whole thing. Like, remember the water car? It was something yeah. like yeah. Uh, you get the energy out of water, and it's complete. Well, this is yeah. you know if if they if we if you could ever get to that point where you could commercialize fusion, then really power, you know. There, there's no windmills anymore. There's, there's nothing eventually when you build all those points, right? Except yeah, that if they can get to that, if they could get to that, right? We'll get, we'll get to that. Plus, uh, Bernie Sanders said he will likely take another look at a presidential run if Biden quits. Okay. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the world, 86690-RED-EYE. He is Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome and good morning. Thanks so much for being here. Download our Red Eye Radio app today and you can listen when you choose. Well, in a major decision, this really didn't get a lot of play. I know Jonathan Turley covered it on uh, Twitter. In a major decision, the U.S. State Court, the U- United States uh, Court of Appeals for the Eighth Circuit upheld a lower court on Friday that stopped the Department of Health and Human Services from forcing doctors with conscientious objections to perform gender transition surgeries. The case concerns a 2016 rule that religious hospitals may be subject to non-discrimination provisions under the Affordable Care Act that would require them to perform gender transitions. Under the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act, the HHS an Equal Employment Opportunity Commission found that anti-discrimination provisions requires that doctors perform and provide insurance coverage for gender transitions. The district court held that the Religious Freedom Restoration Act of 1993 entitles the plaintiffs to permanent injunctive relief from the provision or coverage of gender transition procedures. You wonder how they got there, huh? Uh, Title IX again. Yep. Prohibits sex discrimination. Mm-hmm. And since gender is now sex, remember gender didn't used to be sex. Right. Now gender is sex because remember that sex discrimination was based on male and female. Uh-huh. But now since it's gender identity, you refusing to do that is sexual discrimination. And I think the courts are going, no. We don't think so. No. Um, on that... But it gets back to why does what this shows you where, again, this is from the left. 
and we had said this, it was never about it was never about just being tolerant. It wasn't even about acceptance. It was about you participating across the board on these issues, whether it's not just baking a cake, but putting a message on the cake Mm -hmm. or the website that we talked about, you know, uh, last week, the wedding website. Now, you must participate in what they are doing. Well, no, I don't wish to participate. You must participate. You must do. You're a religious hospital, and this is against your religion. It doesn't matter. You're discriminating. You're illegally discriminating. The courts are going, you're full of it. Your I think church that's what will yeah. not perform the wedding. That's discrimination. Yep. You lose your nonprofit status is right. where they wish to go on that. Mm-hmm. If you're a church that doesn't believe it, that you will be punished by the government for your freedom of religion. And we have said this is where we've said all along that the left doesn't believe in freedom of speech. They don't believe in freedom of religion. This is another example of that. They wish to force people to do things that are against their religion. Yeah, I mean, uh, once you can get in and you can control the religion, then you can say, well, you can go to church if you want to. You just can't discriminate. We'll decide who who is part of your church, or we'll, we'll decide the doctrine for yeah, your church. Yeah, we'll decide the doctrine of the church, because if you don't abide by our doctrine, right. then you're out of business. Right. We'll force, That's discrimination. We'll, we'll sue you out of. We'll sue you out of business. Yep. We'll close your hospitals. We'll <clears throat> sue you out of existence. And that for them, that for the left, is going to be is, I believe, has been the target. And they lose here. I was reading another case over the weekend. This just popped into my mind. They, they talked about how the Biden administration knows that they, that when they do all these different court cases, they knew they know they're going to lose them all because they, mm-hmm. they know what they're doing is unconstitutional, mm-hmm. which is why they're trying to find any way to to somehow argue it in a way that the plaintiffs don't have standing. Right. Yeah. That they know all these cases are going to lose. Mm-hmm. I forgot what the other case was over the weekend that I was reading, and I was like, "Wow, that's really good." And I thought I saved it, but I didn't. But here, obviously, what do you mean you're required to do gender transition procedures? No, I'm right. not. Right. You can't discriminate. If I'm a doctor and don't wish to do it, I'm part of a hospital. I don't have to do it. Right. And that, that's such a foreign thought to me. But it isn't if you live on the far left. And you understand what this is about. It is about uh, the religions that have churches or, or that have a uh, Hospitals and being able to control the religion is a part of it. Remember, they wanted to get the Catholic churches to perform abortions. Yep, in in their hospitals. Remember, right? Yep. Why do they wish to? Why does? And, and this is where it's no longer about tolerance. And I remember because when I first became a talk show host, the first five years, we would talk about the slippery slope, and the left would call and say, "Oh, it's just a slippery slope." Mm-hmm. Nobody calls anymore and says that. We don't no. get that ever. No. anymore. Why? Because all the slippery slopes, wow, you're at the bottom. You're heading towards the second slope. Mm-hmm. You're already down the first slope. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that the left was never about tolerance. It wasn't even about acceptance. It was about forced particip- 
force participation in my beliefs or the government punishes you. Yeah, right. So, yeah. That's where we are in that one. And you were telling me about the, uh, what was it, about the, was the Navy SEAL story? Uh, yeah, former Navy SEAL, um, and this, this uh, he's a retired Navy SEAL, uh, Chris Beck, who came out in 2013 as a transgender. Uh, Robbie Starbuck uh, actually uh, talked, you know, with Chris Beck about essentially now detransitioning. And it's very scary when you listen to the story. Uh, Beck has been somebody who was on, it was just a couple of months ago, was on Rogan. Now, the segments that I saw, I didn't, I don't, I didn't watch the entire thing. But the segments that I saw, the discussion was about uh, different types of weapons that we might have in the military and, and the future capability of our military and, and things like that. Uh, I did not see the entire interview. But I thought to myself, it was weird because I was asking questions in my mind. All right. Why? I guess why was that not a prominent part of the conversation on Rogan? Beck's transition from 2013. And because I thought, you know, if... If that's who it's, you know, if that's who you're going to be, right, you go out and agenda is everything. And that's what it seemed. I think if you've been following along, going back, you know, several years, you remember this story. But as Beck tells it uh, to Starbuck, uh, Robbie Starbuck, it was, he went in, he had a conversation at the VA, and then within, he says, within an hour, he was offered hormones, hormone therapy. He said it happened too quickly. He's very clear, by the way. This is not, he is not a victim. That this is on him. He made his own decisions. He's making this decision. But he said there was help along the way. And that's his concern now, is that, you have kids, you know, that go in and say, oh, I feel like a tomboy. And then all of a sudden, boom, things start moving very quickly in the direction of a transition, which should not be the case for children ever. And again, to be clear, Beck was not a child when that happened. But we've become a society where mention that and all of a sudden you're expected to start if you're a therapist that's the idea that's being conveyed here, that if you're a therapist, you start moving in that direction. Well, we know where the left is on their agenda and what they want to do with all this. And it's bizarre. Anybody who would want that for a child, that is absolutely bizarre. Mutilation for a child? That should never be allowed. Nope. nope. Ever. And it's mainstream within the Democratic Party now. It's, it's not a fringe n- thought. It's not it's mainstream. They're looking at you like there's something wrong with you if you're against it. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm, you know, eager. I did not see the interview with uh, Robbie Starbuck that uh, that Chris Beck did. But uh, it is available if you follow Robbie on on Twitter. Uh, we follow each other, and he's got a link uh, to the video and where you can watch it. I think there's going to be a lot more to be said here. But here's the problem. Oh, you can't, there can't be any dissent on the narrative. How dare you? And now they'll try, and I'm sure the left will come out and try and position Beck as somebody who is not right in their mind. That there's something wrong with you if you want to detransition. That's been their M.O. Why would this be any different? Yeah, Because there's, there's only one narrative. Yeah, if if, right. if you have the thought, that's the correct thought. And and Beck points out, and and as he was, you know, uh, I, I'm sorry, Starbuck, Robbie Starbuck points out on Twitter that you know CNN, Anderson Cooper did a special on CNN about this. The media basically ushered Beck in at that time as the new poster child for transgenders, former Navy SEAL. Right? What couldn't be more macho than a Navy SEAL? And this should show everyone that someone who is transgender is capable of serving and whatever. Well, I would ask the question, all right, um, if you wanted to start the hormone therapy, do 10 years of that and go through Navy SEAL training and see how it works out. That person may or may not pass that Navy SEAL training. I don't know, but it's a very different equation, and we all know that. On top of that, everybody now, you look inside the military, and where are they not walk? They're not only, they used to be walking on eggshells. Now they're going out of their way to serve the leftist agenda. And why is that? Because those are the marching orders they've been given. And it's what you do. And if you're if you're like them, if you think like them, Vinman, then you're okay with it, and you're part of it. I oh, mean, he's just a nutcase. I mean, see, that's you. You, you, you saw his. You saw. Uh, <laughs> you saw the truth about him and oh, his tweets over the weekend. It was, well, it was like a child. Yeah. Like, what is wrong with you? Comparing Twitter to the you know Nazi propaganda from right. World War II. And, right. Yeah. Relating him to the uh, what's his name Goebbels the uh, the the propaganda, mm-hmm. uh, but with a larger bizarre. reach because it's with, Twitter. With, yes, with a, with a larger ah. reach, exactly. I mean, it's just this is in, it's uh, you know it's insane, and and then you know you had I just I I was looking at Turley stuff and he just it was writing about you know more stuff on Twitter that relates to what you just said. Elon Musk has not actually changed the content moderation policies at Twitter. Yet President Joe Biden went on a virtual rave on Friday over the prospect of free free speech breaking out on a single social media site. As a type of censor-in-chief, Biden has led the calls for censorship on social media, which have been largely heeded by companies like Facebook and Twitter. Now Biden is accusing Twitter of spewing lies all over the world. Yeah. And and then uh, asking the question, how will somebody know what the truth is? Well, I'll tell you how we know. 
For example, when your administration says the border is secure, we know it's a lie no matter how many times you keep repeating that. And no matter how many times the social media sites allow that to be put on that the Biden administration says the border is secure, mm-hmm. we know that's a lie. And how do we know that's a lie? From the pictures and reporters down there and by the release of the statistics from your own government. Yeah. So we look at other sources and we're able to figure out every time the administration lies, when the administration lied, when the president lied and said that all the generals agreed with pulling out of Afghanistan, how did we find out that that was a lie? Because the generals eventually testified before Congress and said that isn't what they told the president. Should we continue with the president's lies here because we could go all day on this or did we make our point clear? We could go all day. We could go all week. We could do it nonstop. 866-90-RED-EYE. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. And I think about, you know, the, the president saying, how are we going to know what's the truth is if if uh, if uh, Twitter allows uh, anything to be put on there? Well, mm, just like when you were on Twitter and said that the Georgia election law is uh, Jim Crow on steroids and Jim yeah. Crow 2.0. Right. How did we know that was a lie from the president and the White House? Because we actually looked at the law and compared the law to Jim Crow laws and realized there wasn't anything that was similar between the two. Therefore, we knew that Twitter had put out disinformation, lies from the president, but we did not ask Twitter to stop carrying the president because the president saying that gave us a chance to challenge it. Now, liberals, are you paying attention? That's what you're supposed to do in the United States. We didn't call for the president when they were obvious lies to be censored from Twitter. No, no, we, we, we enjoyed the story about corn pop. Exactly. We enjoy we enjoyed those stories. It brought me lots of laughter. And so when when the president or any Democrat or any liberal lies I have no objection to Facebook printing their lies. It gives us an opportunity to see where they stand, challenge them, and defeat their argument. Mm. Our only thing would be to the president, lie better. Right. Because it was too easy to to tear your lies apart. Right. Yeah. Come on, Jack. Do better. Lie better. It's no joke. I'm serious. Corn pop. I mean, how will people know the truth if we don't control the conversation? Right. If government doesn't control the conversation, how will we know the truth? People don't know the truth. That's what they're saying. People don't know the truth until we tell them. But the then truth. again, if you're if you're a liberal who has been conditioned and brainwashed. To hear one narrative, and that becomes your truth. And we've talked about this before. 
Why are people so ignorant? Why do they jump on a narrative and no matter what, they view it the truth? And they will argue, even though they're ignorant, they'll argue that point Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to a certain point and then they'll just retreat. Yeah. I think it's because it's it's intellectual laziness. It's great to pretend that you know what's going on in the world by taking a narrative based on a meme or somebody giving you a particular sentence or a paragraph and making your judgment because it feels good to you. And then saying, this is going to be my opinion, no matter what anybody else throws at me. Which, of course, is stupid. Mm. Right. My opinion is always open to new ideas that could make my opinion, you know, uh, less credible in in some areas. I'm old enough where I've sort of examined all the opinions I've held in my entire life, though. And I believe that they are fact-based. But you should voluntarily turn in your your critical thinking skills. Just hand them over, and then we'll tell no. you what to think and what to care yeah. about. Get a word in edgewise. Eric Harley and Gary McNamara on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. 866-90-RED-EYE uh, if you'd like to get in. That's what is just so amazing about this whole entire thing with Twitter. I mean, it's all about... It's all about censorship. It's, it's, it is about, you know, uh, constitutional freedom of speech because, again... Uh, what the belief is, is that if the number one, if the FBI was involved in it, well, then the FBI is a part of government. And if the FBI is feeding falsehoods to Twitter because they already had the Hunter uh, laptop and had it for 10 months, there's a problem there. And there's an unconstitutional freedom of speech issue right uh, uh, there. On the other side, it's the fact of the media. Overall, it's the knowledge. It's the knowledge and the evidence. This is the thing. It's not just the knowledge. Because you can sit there and, and, and as you said, um, uh, what's his name, uh, two weeks ago from CNN, Don Lemon, said, we're not liberal, we're not liberal, we're not yeah. liberal. They keep right. always throwing that out. We're not liberal, we're not biased. Anything you hear is a conspiracy theory from the right wing. When all the evidence is there, we all know they're all in cahoots together. Right. The media, Twitter, social media – All will do what the Democratic Party wants. Now, what the claim is, since this is just dealing with the Hunter Biden story, when it was the Biden campaign and the DNC, the cry is when Musk yells for, you know, uh, unconstitutional freedom of speech. Well, no, it's not because that's only if government's in charge. As if since that time and since the Biden administration has been in office, that that same relationship has not been there. And, of course, you have to conveniently forget about the FBI's role in it, uh, uh, too. Mm-hmm. But what we know now is that all it was not a conspiracy theory from the right that social media was favoring Democrats. It's not a conspiracy theory. Right. We now have the evidence that we know. And nobody, by the way, is disputing that evidence. Right. Nobody's disputing no. the emails. No. no one. So we now know 
that everything that the right was telling you about social media and the media in general, because you can see it now with the media in general, why aren't they carrying the story? Right. Why wouldn't they carry the story? Right. Why would they just not care? Oh, because they were involved in hiding the Hunter Biden story also, because they are not journalists. They are political activists, as you and I have stated, hmm, I don't know, for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't remember when we first started stating it, but they're political activists. They're not journalists. Nope. So you can't expect them to change. And they don't feel shame now. There's no shame that they got it wrong. They may feel a little bit embarrassed when their colleagues come up to them in the in the conservative media and say, you people are a bunch of cowards and mm-hmm. you are political activists because mm-hmm. you won't cover this story and you know the story is important. Right. Yep. Um, this is, you know, the the insanity of, of it all um, is is starting to be very clear. But here's the problem is that the consuming rank and file also learn the truth. And it just gets down to whatever the political will of that group is. But I think one thing you're seeing is more and more individuals who might otherwise be liberal. Look at this and say, you know what? Uh, I hate Trump. I detest the far right. But they're not wrong here. But why in the world would we want anybody to behave this way? What is the draw to social media? Keep in mind, up until recently, Twitter is free. (laughs) Twitter is free. People come there uh, on their own free will. In fact, you could make the case that if people are willing to pay, whoever is willing to pay the eight bucks a month, they're the customers. Do you want that kind of control? over speech because where does it end do you think to yourself all right well yeah this demonstrates that they clearly had a bias no doubt but beyond that bias what about the treatment of uh individuals doctors who were saying that it was absolutely the wrong thing to do to lock down yeah what about the conversation the conversation about where did the Trump and nothing uh, virus to do with come that. from? Trump and nothing right. to do with that. Right. Nothing. Right. This isn't He's, about, and nobody even cares about right. what, would, I mean, we obviously care about what Fauci said, but that's that's not part of finding the truth now. Right. Finding the truth from this point forward is about asking all the right questions. And if you can't even ask the question and and find the answer, the side that says they care about disinformation has been in control of disinformation yeah on why the, would you want that on the biggest stories over the last six years i don't want that from either side but it's clearly coming from the left and it's coming from the people in that control these companies on the left their agenda i don't care what jack dorsey says you can't tell me he wasn't aware. You can't convince me of that. I'm thinking of, in, it was 2018 when he was testifying. Yeah. He was so out of it, he might be able to convince the world, I was high. Well, <laughs> or or was that his way of just pretending yeah. to be out of it? Walking around in a bathrobe thinking, oh, I'm, I'm just a guy in a bathrobe. I don't know anything. Well, our, look. We know that, 
and, and Democrats know this is the problem. This is this is why the mainstream media won't cover this story. Mm. They won't cover it because they were in cahoots. And they the, built the narrative. They and, helped to build the narrative. And the story was all true. Yep. The Hunter Biden laptop story was all true. Mm-hmm. As we now know, there were people uh, in inside. The, there were medical professionals telling Fauci not to go with the one narrative that this was natural, that they believed there was just as much circumstantial evidence, maybe even more, that it was a lab leak. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was early on that they were talking about it. Mm-hmm. So it was it was viable, and they just said, nope, stop it, and social media and the media went along with them. Right. And we know it. And on the biggest stories, they got it wrong. There was no censoring from Twitter or Facebook or really any media outlet of the incorrect the incorrect allegation that Trump colluded with the Russians to hack the election. We covered every part of that story. Yeah. Fox News covered every, every part of that story and said, okay, where's the evidence on this? But they covered the story. The liberal media, the mainstream media, won't even cover the story. Nope. And I just wonder, forget about the Democratic Party because we know where they stand. They're all for censoring. Why are the, what happened to liberalism, and this is the liberal voter, where freedom of speech, that was one of the highest honored uh, rights that liberals used to promote, how has that disappeared into the fascist mindset of censorship and government control and corporate control over what you hear and what you don't hear? How did how did it go from from that one extreme to now the other? How did it go from liberals saying Nazis should be able to march down Main Street? Remember Skokie back? Mm. Well, maybe some people don't. It was a way mm. back. Mm. Remember Skokie, Skokie with that uh, flag burning? It was mm-hmm. the left that was, this is freedom of speech, freedom of speech. Right. Now they've changed. I mean, now it would, well, forget about freedom of speech. We just hate the U.S., so burn it. <laughs> right. We'll tell you what the speech is, and you're free to repeat what we say and nothing more, nothing less. And how did it get to that point for the for the liberals? How did it get to that point for the voter? And we know that there's a debate going on because you can look at it. Jonathan Turley, liberal Democrat family, but believed in freedom of speech. Right. Dershowitz, famed liberal civil rights lawyer. What the hell's happened to liberalism? Seriously, you know, Barry Weiss, who you right, know, the she had the thread that came out uh, on uh, on on Wednesday. Mm. She's a liberal, mm-hmm. but she believes in freedom of speech, and she believes that the left has gone absolutely crazy. That all the rights of the Bill of Rights, what the hell with that? And she still values what's in the Bill of Rights. Well, and this is you know the the. The current makeup right now of the left. I mean, think about 
everything that's happened just in the last six years. I really believe that that many of them saw Trump as a good cover. Trump was good cover, a good excuse to go full on with the agenda because they knew how many people just hated the guy. This is exactly what Bill Maher meant when he said, well, we used to say that Bush was Hitler. This guy really is Hitler. You build that hate for one person that builds the house that that creates all the rules in the conversation to the point that, oh, they're, yeah, well, no, we, we know they're all bad because they're all with Trump. And so many people hate Trump to a certain, then they can just sit there and rewrite the rules as they mm-hmm. go. And think about it now, you know, the, the, uh, the uh, Vinman coming out and comparing uh, him to the Nazi public relations. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you had the left just, you know, where are you going to get the truth from? Biden panicking the other day. They're calling him a totalitarian dictator. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, right. it, you know, Elon Musk. And what does he want to do? He wants to censor less. Right. And he wants to expose why Twitter was censoring before. Right. And the left is up in arms believing that's fascist Nazism. Right. I mean, it's just well, it's no, the most it. bizarre thing you could ever imagine. And they're still trying to sell it. Now, I, I will say this. Uh, the media itself just isn't reporting it because they know they can't win it. Mm-hmm. No, but the those that are involved in the back and forth yes. that are uh, still on Twitter. And that are commenting. Yes, that are commenting on it. It's transparency is Nazism. We can't have this. And you're not, Vinman's not making any case as to why. No, no. It's just, I'm going to throw out the allegation, that's it. Right. Well, we didn't he do that before? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, uh, impeachment number one. Yeah, 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 yeah. But these are individuals again, and and we know what's behind that. This is this is somebody, Venman, who clearly believed his side had won forever. This is another part of what I think the leftist media, uh, and and why they're not approaching this because they believed that the hatred for Trump was going to reign for so long but that Trump would still remain at the top for the right and could be the poster child and the go-to bad guy. Well, the fact of the matter is that aside from him being expelled from Trump or from Twitter, Trump really isn't part of this. No, he's not. Oh. And that transparency is always a good thing, except when it doesn't serve your side. They believed they had won forever. They believed they could control the conversation. They believed, I've got my blue check. I'm at the top. I'll send them a message if I don't like somebody's tweet. We'll get them kicked off. We're in control until you're not. 866-90-RED-EYE. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio.
It's Red Eye Radio. He's here Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Uh, the U.S. to announce tomorrow uh, that uh, there is a fusion energy breakthrough, and fusion is the uh, nuclear reaction, uh, unlike fission, where you actually don't get a lot of waste. Yeah, right. So we'll get to that coming up. Plus, airlines are lobbying for a change to federal regulations that could put one pilot in the cockpit. Hmm. They want to start out with cargo planes. Right. Because of the shortage of pilots. Hmm. That there is no... If you have one pilot to a plane, there is no pilot shortage. <laughs> well, there, we may, could, there we may be a passenger shortage. We could talk about stats and safety and all that. Remember, here at Red Eye Radio, we believe safety third. But the question is, when you get beyond cargo and you get into the human cargo movement, what kind of confidence would there be? Would you fly on a plane with only one pilot? Would you? I have. You have? My father in a private plane. Okay. <laughs> yeah? Right. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Hey, that's part one of our show. Don't miss the rest. Click part two on our website, redeyeradioshow.com, or Red Eye Radio phone app to hear the rest of the show. And thanks for listening to Red Eye Radio. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Do we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.